Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Stronger Way to Eat, Move, and Live. Here we talk all things food, freedom, fitness, and life transformation. I'm your host, Alicia, and it is a pleasure and such a privilege to be back here with you again this week. I hope that your week is going well. My week is going quite well. However, it has felt a little bit quieter than I'm used to. The kids are gone. The hubby's gone. I've had the house almost to myself, except I still have the two fur babies to take care of. And if you have a dog, you know that they can be almost as much work, if not more sometimes, than kids themselves. Today, I want to chat with you about using a hunger scale. Now, this is definitely something that is covered in kind of the intuitive eating movement, uh, something that I learned as I was kind of transitioning out of the diet mentality where I was weighing all my food, measuring all the food, counting and tracking the calories, the macros, the points, you name it, I have done it all. It actually surprises me when I reflect on how many different diets I have tried in the past. Some of them were successful, at least for a time. However, as you know, if you have been listening for any length of time, you know that I have ditched the diet, ditched the diet mentality, and I am now rocking that non-diet lifestyle with so much freedom, so much excitement, and really just so much more time and energy to invest in the things that matter most to me. So that is what we are going to be talking about today, utilizing a hunger scale. Now, if you are used to eating based on external cues, for example, the time of day, um, weighing your food out, you know, calories, macros, those kinds of things, then this is going to be something that feels a little bit foreign to you. If you're kind of transitioning out of that diet mentality around food and into a more non-diet approach where we're not really tracking the macros or the calories or points or anything like that, but really learning to kind of listen to the signals that our body's sending us. For example, you know, when you're feeling hungry, what exactly does hunger feel like for you and your body? When you're feeling satisfied, what exactly does that feel like for you? And I really do love using this idea of a hunger scale because it can kind of take this sort of abstract idea of listening to your body, which can feel super foreign, super challenging, especially the more sort of um, indoctrinated or encultured you were to dieting, right? Where all of that is about listening to experts, quote unquote experts or authorities on your body, um, only eating a certain number of calories or, or macros or whatever it was that you were tracking, we stop kind of learning how to hear the signals that our body is sending us, right? We are taught to look at hunger as being this like horrible thing that, you know, we should avoid, right? So we have all of those little tricks and tips to kind of curb our hunger, to not feel hungry, those kinds of things. But if you've been on any sort of a diet, you know that you are hungry pretty much all of the time. And unfortunately, that is largely due to your body just not even getting the appropriate amount of food and fuel that it needs. Unfortunately, a lot of the diets out there, a lot of the you know meal plans that I see people on or when my clients come to me and they're telling me you know, what they eat and things like that, oftentimes it's not enough. And so there's this aspect of kind of this physical hunger, but then there's also sort of that mental and that emotional hunger. And really and truly, it's like that combination of your body not getting enough food, of the mental and the emotional drain that dieting takes on people, that is definitely a part of the reason why you feel like you lose willpower, why you can't stick with it, why you can't keep up with it, why 
you know, you'll go in and out of seasons of maybe doing good, you know, air quotes, good for a week or a few days, and then you feel like you just kind of fall off the wagon. So definitely part of creating kind of this long-term lifestyle around food, it's sort of, it really does start with finding the appropriate amount of food that your body specifically needs, and knowing that that may change from day to day, week to week, season to season, and also, you know, that there are so many different factors, so many different moving parts, right? If you are sleep deprived, if you're not getting great sleep, and you're waking up exhausted, just know that your body is naturally going to feel a little bit hungrier the next day. And ironically, you're probably going to be craving more of those high carb type foods. So it's just something to be aware of, right? Is that your sleep, your quality of sleep and the amount of sleep that you're getting definitely plays a role in hunger. So don't be alarmed if you notice that pattern that, man, I'm not getting great sleep and I feel like I'm so hungry. Just know that those two could be connected. Now, when it comes to the hunger scale, it's typically on a one to 10 basis. So one is being incredibly starved. Like you feel ravenous. You feel like you don't even care what you eat. You just need to get food in your body because you're feeling maybe lightheaded, feeling a little dizzy, feeling that hangry feeling, um, nauseous. Maybe you get a headache. So it's really important for you to kind of notice like what does that level one hunger feel like, right? For a lot of people, it starts to feel like an emergency, like I need to hurry up and eat or I'm going to die, right? So all of this is about you kind of getting to know what hunger and the different levels of hunger feels like in your body. So you want to know what does that level one feel like for you? And then another thing that could be really helpful is to kind of consider when do you find yourself in that position where you are so hungry? For me, a lot of times it comes when I have booked myself too tightly or I'm overbooked. I'm not creating the space in my schedule to eat frequently or eat kind of throughout the day as as my body needs, that's oftentimes when I get to that place where it's maybe like late afternoon and I'm just feeling so hungry that I just, I eat and I eat and I eat. I eat too fast. So I'm not really even listening to, you know, the amount of food that my body needs, not really tasting or enjoying the food, right? So that level one hunger is not a great place for us to be. That's also just a place where our blood sugar has dropped way too low And that's, I think, you know, a little bit what kind of creates that frantic urge to eat. Now, on the opposite end of the schedule, or not the schedule, the scale, we have level 10, right? So this is overly full. This is overly stuffed. Oftentimes, if you're in the States, um, this might be what you're feeling after Thanksgiving. Um, This might be what you're feeling you know, during a celebration or something like that, right? Where the food is just so good, um, or maybe there's other things happening emotionally or mentally that you just eat and eat and eat to the point that you feel stuffed and you feel so uncomfortable, right? This is the, I need to go lay down, I need to put on sweats, or I need to unbutton the pants, right? So we also want to work to kind of avoid getting into that level 10, Because that, again, isn't really honoring or taking care of our bodies, right? That is definitely eating beyond the amount of food that our body needs. And it's what it's eating well over that point of feeling like satisfied, feeling satiated, which means, you know, just that it was kind of that right amount of food for your body in that moment. 
Now, a lot of times, you know, we sort of oscillate kind of between that level one or that level 10. And really what I want to encourage you is to start practicing staying between that four and that eight. Now, this is going to take a little bit of time for you to figure it out, especially if you have been somebody who's been, you know, again, really used to eating by different rules around food, different times, different amounts where that's being dictated kind of outside of your body. This is going to take a little time and a little experimentation. And truthfully, it took me a little while to really start to kind of cue into, oh, yeah, I think I waited a little too long to eat. And I could sense that I was being, you know, super ravenous, just opened the fridge and just started pulling stuff out to eat. And I noticed that I was eating too fast. I wasn't really even tasting the food, those kinds of things. And then also, you know, what I noticed when I kind of first started the non-diet approach to food is that I felt like I would just overeat because I had been restricting for so long that in my mind, there was always this thought that, you know, I don't know when I'm going to get to eat this again. I might as well eat all of it. Or I just would kind of always kind of find myself going back for seconds, whether or not I was still really hungry. It was almost just like that that last meal mentality, I think, you know, when you know you're getting ready to start a diet on Monday or whatever, it's like, oh, I better get it all in right now. So don't be alarmed if you do find yourself kind of, especially maybe sort of leaning more towards overeating in the beginning where, you know, maybe you're not eating till stuffed every time, but you know that you're kind of eating those seconds or you're eating more than your body needs and just sort of clue into that and try to figure out if you can pinpoint what that mental and that emotional thing is that's sort of driving that for you. So that level four is going to be hungry, but definitely not starving, right? So, you know, a lot of times when we're just kind of starting to get hungry, maybe you notice yourself thinking about food a little bit more. Maybe you notice that slight dip in the energy, things like that, but you don't maybe have that feeling of hunger in your stomach yet, right? So for you, until you get to that level four, and again, you'll just be playing around with this, You just want to kind of start to notice those subtle cues that your body is starting to signal to you to indicate that you are starting to get hungry and it might be a good idea for you to eat sometime relatively soon. Now, if it works for you to have some snacks or some things like that on hand, excuse me, that would be great. Or um, just taking, you know, that opportunity and really scheduling in some mealtimes for yourself is going to be a lifesaver. Now, I'm also a big fan of doing a little bit of meal prep at the beginning of the week or maybe making extras to have as leftovers. Then that way you don't really have to think about and make that decision over and over and over throughout the day of what you're going to eat. But again, coming back to the mentality around food, food, right? It's like if we are approaching it with the diet mentality of, oh, I can only eat this and it starts to feel really restrictive, really depriving, that's oftentimes when we want to rebel rather than if we can approach meal prep or kind of setting up a meal plan or a food plan for yourself. You can look at that more as like a budget and something that you're kind of doing to set yourself up for success so that that's one less decision you have to make. Then that's going to set you up for feeling like you're winning in this and not necessarily, you know, you're not going to have that same urge or that same drive to rebel, which is definitely one of those things where we get into that rebellion not recognizing fully that it's against ourselves. And then that's when we sort of end up in that self-sabotaging loop. 
So back to the hunger scale, you want to wait until you're about a level four to eat. And then you want to stop eating when you feel like you're about a level eight or sort of 80% full. Now, this is going to be different for everybody. And I remember when I first was kind of learning about this concept, it seemed so foreign and really just kind of abstract. And my brain was having a hard time figuring out what 80% full means. And it just means that you're going to eat until you don't really feel hungry anymore. So you're going to just eat. Hopefully you're eating slowly, mindfully, without distractions. You can put your utensil down between bites or take a drink or engage in some conversation. But you just want to, especially in the beginning, it's going to be so important to try to do this in, with as little as distraction as possible. Now, I know that none of you are monks. I know none of you guys live in a monastery or, you know, you likely have so many other things going on as well. So it's not about getting it perfect. It's just about starting to bring that subtle awareness. So again, that 80% full is just going to be to where you're not feeling hungry anymore. You're feeling satisfied, like you don't necessarily need to eat more. It's not uncommon, though, that if you know, you finish kind of eating the lunch that you had planned that you might not also go seek and look for something else, right? It's like, sometimes I'll eat something and then it's like, man, that kind of hit the spot, but I still feel like I'm looking for something else. And then in that case, you kind of have a choice to make. And I'm going to leave this up to you because everybody's growth is different. For you, you know, on one hand, it might be that you really need to practice just eating what's on your food plan. Um, and kind of exercising a little bit of that discipline or that self-control, especially if you notice, like, for example, um, since we already brought up the budget, if you set a budget for yourself and you kind of have this habit of overspending or kind of spending a little bit extra here and there or taking money from one place and spending it here or there, you just want to kind of be onto yourself because that's the same kind of behavior where it's like, okay, I created sort of this food plan for myself, right? Again, it's not something that we're doing to ourselves. It's something that we're doing for ourselves to set ourselves up for success. But then you find yourself kind of wanting to do that same thing, right? Where it's kind of like you're just, you know, maybe just overdoing it or not really honoring the plan. And so that's what you want to be kind of mindful of, right? So maybe your growth really is sticking to the plan. However, if you don't notice that that's a habit or a behavior that you have that's kind of negatively impacting your life elsewhere, then maybe it is like, yeah, I'm still feeling a little bit hungry. Maybe I need something else. And then you can choose to implement kind of that speed bump moment, which we talked about a few episodes back, where you just kind of pause and you ask yourself, you know, okay, is this really what I'm needing? Is this really what I'm wanting? Maybe I'll give myself five or 10 minutes. And if I'm still wanting something else, then I'll figure out what it is and I'll eat it. And now recognize that no matter what end of the spectrum you're falling on, you always have that choice. And I think that that's like the biggest thing with the non-diet perspective around food and exercise is that I really want to empower you to know that you always have the choice around food. You always have the choice around exercise or whatever decision that you need to make. It's more just getting or bringing really that awareness and just kind of getting to where we're seeing, okay, these are the decisions I'm making. These are kind of the habits, the patterns that sort of keep coming up. Is this something that is ultimately kind of working with me, with my body, with my goals, or is this kind of that sneaky sabotage kind of rebellion that is not working with me, with my goals, with my body, right? So always it's that awareness, always it's knowing that ultimately you have the power to eat as much or as little as you want to. And just keeping in mind that 
eating, learning to eat on a food scale or using the scale rather than, you know, calories or points or weighing your food out is a skill, right? This is something that's going to take some time to kind of hone and to practice and to get to know your body a little bit more. But I can promise you that when you are able to kind of eat in this way and not really have to do like the mental math around calories and macros and track everything, that frees up so much time and energy and space for you to be more present and more intentional in your life, which if I am not mistaken, that is probably one of the things that you are looking for the most is you just want to be more of a present wife or mom. You want to be more intentional with your life and how you're spending your time. And sadly, when we're so wrapped up in the food and calculating all of that, and we're kind of delegating our power to these different diets or these different calculations, then that sort of, that does take us out of that present moment, right? So I really do want you to feel empowered to make whatever decision you want for yourself. And if tracking your food is still working for you and you're not seeing any sort of net negative result, meaning it's not doing you know, damage or doing harm, then by all means, if that's working for you, then you can keep doing that. But I just want to invite you to keep kind of checking in periodically to see, you know, is this actually really working for me or is it working against me? Because at the end of the day, you know, that's how you're going to be the most empowered to make the decisions that are right for you. You don't need me to tell you what's right or what's wrong. And that's honestly not my job as your coach. It's to really just kind of open you up to the decisions that you're making, why you're making those decisions, and ultimately, if they are serving you and your goals to help you kind of bust out, live that big life that I know that you were created for. Anyway, that is what I have for you. That is the hunger scale, the fullness scale in a nutshell, from kind of that high bird's eye point of view, if this is something that you want to learn more about, if you want to really take the work that you are learning here on the podcast, you want to dive deeper into that, really start to apply that to you, to your life, to your goals, I can help. And I have a few spots open in my one-to-one coaching. So if you are looking for a coach, if you love what you're hearing here, I want to invite you to reach out alicia at aliciacarlson.com for email, or you can come connect with me over on Instagram or Facebook. I'll have all those links in the show notes. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Get out there, practice this, practice some kindness, some grace, some compassion for yourself. Have a great day and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.